Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 298. Welcome back to my front porch. I hope you're having a great day, uh, whatever time of day it is. I know a lot of people listen in the morning, uh, but others, you know, maybe you wind down at night, go for a little walk, uh, whatever it is, uh, whatever time of day it is. I hope you're doing really, really great. Man, the last couple of days have been really cool. Uh, last night, Patty's like, I got to get out of the house. I got to go do something. And it's still hot. I mean, it's like 104, you know, during the day. So she's like, let's get out of the house. Let's go do something. So we went and played pickleball. Pickleball is like the rage. Everybody's playing pickleball. So here's the thing about Phoenix. Nobody's playing pickleball when it's 104 degrees out. But because our family's a little crazy, I guess, you know, I went golfing on Tuesday when it was ridiculously hot. So might as well go play some pickleball last night. So we went and played pickleball. And Ben, uh, my son, my oldest son, came with me. And... Uh, Oh my gosh, we had the best time, but we were sweating. I I don't get real. I, I I'm not a super competitive person. I am, uh, but boy, against the the against my boys, against my kids, all of a sudden, all that comes out. And so Ben and I, Ben beat me the first round, and this is the first season kind of of their life where they're now beating me. I was telling Patty last night. I was like. 45. You know, I made it to 45. That's not too shabby. Uh, so, but I couldn't let him beat me twice in a row. So I ended up beating him the second time. I was so exhausted. I was sweating. I mean, I was a sweaty mess, but we had an awesome time. And then this morning, woke up early, uh, went for a hike. Um, it's beautiful. Went for a hike with Ben and his buddy. And it was awesome. And I, and I think I, I'm, I'm kind of learning uh, just a, a real simple truth. It, get outdoors. Get outside. I'm like, man, we're trapped in front of these screens. We trap ourselves in front of these in these houses. We trap ourselves in our jobs. There's something that comes alive when we get outside, and we just experience the glory of all that's around, God's creations all around us, community, like all that kind of stuff. So if you've been trapped in the house for a while, get outside. Um, it helped connect some things for me. Even this morning on the hike, just, I mean, we started off on this hike and I could just hear the birds and it was just like awakened me. You know, we were in this spot on the mountain that overlooked the city. I mean, it's just beautiful. And I just thought, wow, this is so important. So if you've been trapped and locked in for a while, uh, get outside. Go enjoy God's beauty. I promise you, it'll be good for your soul. Um, thank you for listening. Really do appreciate all of you who continue to listen. Hey, could you do me a favor? I was just learning something. If you don't download uh, this podcast or subscribe to it, would you do that? Would you just subscribe to it? It helps. It really does. Um, so if you could hit subscribe, that would be so cool. Uh, and then thanks a ton for those of you who uh, who give. Really, really appreciate those who give on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash front porch confessional. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for every one of you who uh, have contributed both by listening and by giving. I want to say thank you. All right, our passage, 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7. 1 Peter 5, 6 through 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Because he cares for you. Have you ever been in a situation where it's just kind of overwhelming? 
um, where you just, I don't know what to do. Um, when uh, Coop was sick, and I've talked a, a lot about this, I, I went uh, for a run, and which I hate running, but I went for a run, and I realized I was holding on to him. This was my son. Um, he was the one that God had, God had given me Cooper, you know, had given Patty and I Cooper. And, and I felt like I was just fighting for Cooper, fighting to try to help care for him, fighting for everything. And it was really crushing me. I mean, it really, really was kind of crushing me. And I was angry. I was really, really angry at God. So I remember going on this run and just yelling, screaming. I mean, I must look like a lunatic and just so upset, so brokenhearted. And I just felt a very, very uh, calm word from the Lord. He's not yours. Give him to me. You know, and yes, he's he gave Cooper to us. But God's wanting to remind me in that moment that he loves Cooper more than I do. And he loves me more than I could ever imagine. And, and I did. Um, not that I did it perfectly, but in that moment I thought, okay, I have to release. This is too much. Like it literally is too much to handle. Like I, I can't handle it. And the Lord was like, I know, I know it's too much. Just let go. And I just think about so many of you out there where it's like too much. There's just too much going on. There's too much pain, too much hurt, too much confusion, and you're just overwhelmed. This passage, Pastor Peter, is inviting us into something. He's trying to help a church who's really struggling try to understand some really unbelievable truths about who we are and who God is. And he starts off by going like like this. you got to humble yourselves. You know, uh, C.S. Lewis said, and I've, I've used this before, that pride is the evilest of all sins. It's a thing under the thing. It's affecting all things. So if, uh, I mean, for a long time, I just went, I'm not a prideful person. Well, come to find out, I got a pride problem. I got a pride problem, and I resist help. I resist care. I told you uh, a couple of, uh, episodes ago that I got sick, and I was angry. I was not happy about being sick. I didn't want people to care for me. I was fine. I got it. I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll, I'll keep going forward. I'll keep surviving. That's how I have worked in this life. It's not working, and it's prideful. Now, there's so many people out there that want to help. So many of you have helped me personally. And, you know, it's just not gotten me so got me anywhere but heart heartache and exhaustion and sickness pain and so peter's going hey look we gotta we gotta start here you gotta humble yourself you gotta humble yourself but the question is when i humble myself why am i humbling myself and who am i humbling myself to you need to humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of god under the mighty hand of god it's god that i need to humble myself unto uh, and this phrase is a really powerful phrase. Actually, it, it, if it was used a ton in the Old Testament. And the reason why uh, Peter's bringing it in here is it's hearkening us all the way back to a time of Egypt. And, and you see this, this phrase being used all throughout the Old Testament. And, it's, and it's, it's like the people of Israel needing to be rescued out of Egypt. And who, who could rescue a million people? under out of the captivity of the strongest man kind of in the world at that time only god and so it's the mighty hand of god that did that 
And he wants to do that for you and for me. But we got to humble ourselves. We got to understand who's in control. And just in case you're wondering, you are not in control. I think for so many of you, you've learned to survive by grasping, by holding on, by gripping and controlling. And my question to you is, how is that going for you? Do you have peace? Do you have joy? Do you feel liberated to just love lavishly like we talked about in the last episode? I would imagine probably not if you have a control issue. And this is why he's like, look, you got to cast your cares on me. Cast your anxieties on me, on him. Give them to him. You know, anxiety, what anxiety does is anxiety holds on to, it wants to control. It believes that if it holds on to something, that in the end, it will be safe. But in reality, what you find is just destruction. Destruction of the soul, destruction of relationships, destruction. That's what's happening to anxious people. And if you're an anxious anxious person, There's a testimony there for you that probably is really painful of of just me against the world and constantly trying to control that, control the situation, control the outcomes, control the future. And here in Matthew, what Jesus says is, it doesn't work. Do not be anxious. Be anxious for nothing. It's a constant phrase that's being used throughout the New Testament because it's like this is a problem. You can't control it. You have to let go. You have to let go and you have to trust. And I just think for a minute. Jesus, let go and let the Father lead him into what he was supposed to do. Not my will, but yours be done. I want to control this. I don't want to die. I don't want this to happen. I don't want to be separated from you, Heavenly Father. But I want what you want more. And I humble myself under your mighty hand for your glory and your honor. And what we find is sacrifice. Really painful sacrifice. And I promise you that the same will be true of you. But your holding on is crushing you. It's crushing you. I mean, even in that same Matthew 6 passage, it's like, does does worrying add a day, any moment to your life? Does it add anything to your life? No, it's stealing from you constantly, constantly stealing about you. You can't even deal with the problems you have today, but so many of you are not only anxious about today, but tomorrow and the future. It's like, it's too much. And so in this passage, he's like, humble yourself. Remind yourself that you are not God and that he is God and he is a God who loves to liberate, but you got to let go. And so he says, cast all your cares, Peter's saying, on, on, on God. Trust him. Trust him that he is who he says he is and he'll do what he says he was do. But don't just do it blindly. No, no, no. Know this. He cares for you. God cares for you he cares about your hurts he cares about your pain he has not abandoned 
you. You know, the deists have this idea, deism, has this idea that God kind of created everything and then he kind of checked out, like he's not all done. And it's just not true. No, he cares for you. In fact, he sent his son Jesus to incarnate, to be among us. He now sends his spirit, the helper, to do that work in your life right now. That incarnational reality lives inside of you. That's why I end this podcast the way I do. He's near to you than your own heartbeat. But do you humble yourself enough to recognize it? Do you humble yourself enough to go, I need care? Because here's what he wants to do. Check this out. He wants to care for you. He wants to care for you. Are you inviting his care into your life? Are you like, Lord, care for me? care for you and then are you submitting your will to him it's not that it's care for me but a lot of times we're going care for me it has to look like this well that's just not going to work care for me lord in the way you want to care for me i release my control i release my anxiety to you for you to care for me he wants to care for you no other god no other god of any other religion cares no they're always demanding and taking what does our father do He cares for us. It's his mighty hand that is in control and he loves you and he sees you and he knows you and he cares for you. He cares for you. Christ cares for you. His care for you equals life and life to the full. When Jesus says, I want you to bring you life and life for the full, what he's saying is, I want to take the burden. Cast your cares on me. Do that. I'm asking for you to do that because I want to carry it for you. He says, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. He says, link up with me. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Like, listen to this. Take it as truth. Believe it and live into it. So many of you are stiff-arming the care of the Father when you should be opening your arms and say, Father, care for me in the way that you want to care for me. And so the question is just a, a simple question. It's this. How are you humbling yourself in order for Christ to care for you? In order for Christ to care for you, humble yourself. Recognize that he is, is a mighty God. Cast your cares on him. Cast your anxieties on him and remind yourself that he cares for you father thank you that you care for us thank you thank you that you care for us thank you that you love us and you know us thank you that you extend your loving arms to us to care for us help us to teach ourselves teach us spirit to humble ourselves to drop the pride and receive the love and the care that you want to give to us so take a breath reflect and believe that the god of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers.